Hello, friend, and welcome to the Chronically Well podcast. I'm Callie Hunter, your host, and this podcast is here because I got a bladder disease five years ago, and in my illness, I became well. And so that's what this whole podcast is about. I'm tired of the victimhood mentality and chronic illness, and I'm here for those of you who want to believe that you can live a good life, a great life, despite and even because of your illness. So that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you get through it. And in particular, this series that I've been working on is specifically tailored for those of you who feel like you have lost a sense of yourself because research is very clear that those of us that get a chronic illness we lose our sense of identity and some of us are able to regain that in ways but I'm here to be able to help you reclaim your identity after a chronic illness. I've put together a four-week plan that is very specific and I have steps for you to do daily and I thought what would be better than just a plan? I'm going to actually put together some audio guides for you. So week one is available already. Week three and four may be available soon. This is week two. So if you have not listened to week one already, Mindset Shift, you should go back and you should listen to that. It's important for you to get that first week in because without shifting your mindset, none of the rest of this is really going to matter. So make sure you listen to that episode. Uh, But today we are talking about self-care. There's a large amount of misinformation and confusion over what self-care, I'm putting it in quotes right now but you can't see me, actually means. It's not bubble baths, friends. You can certainly take your bubble baths. I implore you, continue to take your bubble baths. But it's not the kind of self-care that I'm going to be talking about today. So in this episode today, we are going to learn very specific steps that you can take and I'm going to explain to you what self-care actually is and you're going to continue to do the exercises that you began in week one, which were visualizations and journal writing. What you will need for this week physically is a journal an exercise program, and I will talk more about that in just a little bit, or just a pair of walking shoes, we'll discuss more. Access to the outdoors, appropriate clothing for this, obviously I am recording right now in the armpit of February, which is probably a terrible description because it's not warm or sweaty. (laughs) It's cold, it's cold, it's like it's, it's the frozen over hell of February right now it's been like negative 10 and snowy outside so really my only point for telling you all of this information now wouldn't be a good time to go outside but it's just about one or two weeks out of the year in the Midwest where you can't actually get outside so if you're listening to this outside of that time frame I think you're going to be fine also you're going to need a smartphone or a computer with app downloading capabilities okay so let's get started week two So self-care is not just baths and candles, my friends. It's taking care of yourself. 
So what is your self? Well, I mean, that's something that you could read books and books on and debate with all kinds of woo-woo-ies on. But what I see self as, based on the information that I've looked at, I see it as your emotional, your psychological, and your physical well-being. So let's go ahead and launch into just how you can do that. If you want to take this day by day, this next part is going to be day one. So day one is you need to choose an exercise program. Take this from someone who never exercised until a few years ago and didn't really truly exercise until about a year ago. It's not to get abs. <laughs> Exercising is not to get abs, although I'm very happy to have abs. I have three children and all of a sudden, after I started working out for it was like six months, all of a sudden I had abs. So bonus <laughs> to self-care for the divorcee is I now have abs. But I'm way off track again. My point is, is that exercise while you may think it is not important um, and you may think that it's all superficial, my friend, it is not. Obviously, your illness, what your pain is, what you're dealing with on a daily basis is going to heavily impact this. I understand and I, I really do empathize because some of you really can't do some of the things that you wish you could do and that's maybe one of the issues is you used to be active and now you can't, but even if it's something as simple as putting on your shoes and getting outside, rolling outside, getting out, moving your arms, moving your body, however that works for you, and if you have the ability to do an exercise program, I really encourage it. When I started physical therapy, back a few years ago for my bladder, my physical therapist told me, I don't care what you do, but I need you to get the blood moving in your body because blood helps wounds to heal. So the more blood that goes to the areas of your body that need that healing, the better, which kind of blew my mind. Like stupid, but I always knew you were supposed to work out and it's good to work out and blah, 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 blah. But when you think about it in terms of getting your blood moving and circulating to the areas of your body that need healing will improve and facilitate that healing, that was pretty mind-blowing for me. So maybe it'll be mind-blowing for you. And again, you don't, you don't need a $1,000 program. You don't need to go to the gym. I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I don't care. I hate exercising in front of people. I don't understand why people like to videotape themselves exercising because I look like an idiot. And that's the main reason that I don't go to a gym. I don't want people seeing me. I got abs working out in my own house by myself to a sweat mix that I put together on Spotify. I will share it with you if you want it. And I, and I exercise out of a book. Like there's a book, a program that I bought from my, my functional doctor recommended it and it's a strength training program and it incorporates cardio and it's good and I love it and that's it. I do it in my front room so anyone driving by my house 
is in <laughs> for a treat. But anything, it, um, if, you, if you're looking for suggestions, I'll put some in the show notes. But anything that gets the blood moving is really good. Why not only does exercise get the blood moving, but it's a natural antidepressant. So we naturally get depressed when we have an illness, when we're in pain, there's anxiety, even typical emotions, you know, that aren't associated with chronic illness, sadness, anxiety. I've found even after I've been out of pain and not dealing with symptoms, exercising still, it's like I can just be in that that slump mood, you know, where you just, you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to move. You just want to lay like a lard on the couch because you can't manage moving your body. It just seems too hard. That's the hardest thing for me is going from that moment to the first warm-up move. Once I'm in the first warm-up move, I'm fine for the rest of the workout. It's that, that moment of just choosing to get up and do the thing is the absolute hardest. The actual movement and exercise and weightlifting itself is not half as hard as actually choosing to do it. So find that for yourself. It's going to help you, I promise And if you aren't able to do a full out program, that's okay. Talk to me and maybe we can talk about some ways to problem solve this for you that you can make it work for whatever is happening in your own life and whatever your limitations are. Now I'm going to take this a step further. I don't want you to just say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to work out. I want you to commit to it. So we found in school psychology that with kids that if they sign a contract that they're going to complete assignments, they're going to respect their teacher, whatever behavior it is that we're working on, we call them contracts that they sign. And we've actually found that it helps reduce problem behavior and increase the behavior or the target behavior that we want to see. So I'm gonna put that into place for all of you. You're gonna sign a contract. So the first line of it is gonna say, my chosen method of movement is, fill in the blank. I commit to engaging in it for blank minutes in a day for the next two weeks. Now you can alter this. I work out three times a week. I do my strength training three times a week. I try to get outside and hike if it's nice the days that I, at least the days that I'm not working out, if not more. This is completely up to you, but I'd say at least three times a week is a good goal. Okay. Day two of self-care. I know this next one is not going to be as exciting as a bubble bath. (laughs) The next part is to follow a diet. Now, not a diet per se that we think of when we say the word diet. I'm not saying take away the foods you love, although if the foods you love are hurting you as they were with the illness that I had, they're worth taking away. I have to tell this story. I can have coffee now, but when my bladder was really bad, I couldn't, um, you're not supposed to drink acidic things or eat acidic things. So coffee was like the absolute worst thing that you could drink. And I remember reading on the forums, which I shouldn't have been on the forums. We'll talk about that another time. But 
this woman, she found out she had IC, but she didn't want to stop drinking coffee. And so she was still drinking a pot of coffee a day and she was bedridden in pain. And she was unwilling to stop drinking the coffee. So that to me is just like, okay, that's obvious. That's obvious with the diet, right? Like we stop drinking and eating the things that hurt us. But yeah, it's so hard for people to do this. And I I get it. Diet is a really hard thing to incorporate because it feels like, again, that change in who you are. I love these things. I drink these things. I wake up in the morning and I drink coffee. I get it. Like I was probably more depressed about having to cut my coffee than the fact that I might have pain for the rest of my life. But it's worth doing. The first the first thing that you can do though without even considering about taking things away is adding water. I've had multiple doctors. I've seen so many gynecologists and urogynecologists and functional doctors and you name them and I have seen them and most of them have said that one of the first steps you can take for any illness, but particularly with interstitial cystitis, is to increase your fluids. It feeds your cells. It makes them more healthy. It flushes out any toxins. It's absolutely the best thing that you can do. Start drinking water. The next one is to buy organic. I know that this makes me sound like I'm some sort of hipster nerd just quoting off what I've been hearing all my friends say, but this is this is real. And the reason for this is that we're exposed to so many chemicals and we don't realize it. I got real wooey for a while and was selling oils. <laughs> and I'm really glad I did because in that time I learned about all of the chemicals that we put onto our body just in the products we use. And then additionally, all the chemicals that we put into our body by the food that we buy and that we eat from a book it's called the elimination diet i really recommend this book if you're looking into kind of trying to figure out what foods bother your body they wrote if we throw the balance of our microbes off by exposing them to chemicals we will likely throw off the balance of our immune system response so if you have an autoimmune disorder i'm looking at you babe like this is (laughs) This is important and it's not something I ever knew until I got sick and actually a year after when I realized that I really needed to not just think about the things that I shouldn't eat, but think about the things that I am eating. What am I putting into my mouth? Even though it's healthy, is it full of chemicals? Sure, it's a strawberry, but if you buy a non-organic strawberry, it's covered in chemicals. You might as well not eat it. Okay, the next thing you can add is supplements. I'm going to say this for every single person listening. If you're not taking vitamin D, you should be taking it. Take vitamin D with K. You don't want to take it by itself. You want to make sure you're taking it with K or it won't absorb correctly. But again, from the Elimination Diet Book, they write vitamin D is one of the most potent immune calming substances in the human diet. When vitamin D levels are low, you're at a greater risk for developing food intolerance and health issues. My functional doctor said that there is, and I I, I don't have the research to confirm this, I'm I'm believing his expertise. He said that the further, the research shows that the further you go from the equator, the higher the incidences of disease 
and chronic illnesses. So, you know, it's not (laughs) direct science here. This is completely corollary. But it's an interesting correlation, don't you think? That the further you go from the sun, the further you go from vitamin D, the more chronic illness there is. And just with COVID, they've been finding that people who have been on vitamin D before they get sick, actually they fare it much better. My grandparents, who we were sure not going to make it, they both got COVID and we were just so terrified. They both survived. My grandpa is in his 90s. He's had two major heart surgeries and he survived. So vitamin D, if you, especially if you have a chronic illness, you should be taking that daily. As far as the other those of those, really I do recommend seeing a nutritionist or a functional doctor who can take some blood tests and tell you what levels you're low in. Do not go to your primary care physician and get your blood taken and expect that that's going to give you the information that you need. So the levels are that your traditional doctor will give you are not actually your optimal levels for your body and everyone's body is different. So make sure you see someone who can actually break that down for you a little bit better. And if you do have interstitial cystitis, go ahead and check out my blog post, which I will put in the show notes here. And it's also linked in the free plan that I am recording this to go along with, which you can download also in the show notes here. But go ahead and check out my post, Interstitial Cystitis First Aid. It has all of the supplements that I take for interstitial cystitis specifically. So check that out. It's always where I send people when they come to me and are asking me specific questions about what they should be doing. Take those for interstitial cystitis. And if you're if you don't have IC, again, make sure that you are going to find out what ex- exactly you need for yourself. I again, I'm not a doctor, and I want to make that clear, but you need D. So you should be taking that, especially in winter. Okay. Another aspect of self-care that is really, really, really important, find a therapist, okay? I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time trying to explain this to you, but I believe that with everything in me, you need to see someone. You need to be seeing someone to guide you along because typically, like I said earlier, with any type of chronic illness, Depression and anxiety will go hand in hand with what you're working through. And seeing a therapist who is trained to guide you through this is so important. Listen to my episode. Again, I will link in the show notes with Whitney Goodman. She is a pretty well-known therapist on social media. Go ahead and follow her and check out the information she has. She talks a lot about chronic illness and I interviewed her on the podcast a while ago and she can she talks about ways that you can actually receive therapy and on a budget so you know a lot of people think that you have to have insurance or you have to have enough money and really there's ways that you can see a therapist without that what I do is coaching it's a little different than specific therapy so what I do even with people that I coach is I recommend that they also see a therapist so just want to make sure that's clear. Okay, the next day. So if you're following along 
in your day five. Friend, you have to reconnect with yourself and you have to reconnect with nature. I was not an outdoorsy person 10 years ago. Give me a book, give me some coffee, I'm good. It wasn't until I got sick that I realized the healing power, the grounding necessity of being in the outdoors, being outside. It sounds so, so stupid, (laughs) but it's so, so real. And if any of you have experienced this, you know what I'm talking about. So this one day could really just be split into a week. But what I recommend for now is dedicating yourself to time outdoors at least three times a week for a minimum of 30 minutes. When I started healing, I remember I know where I was. I know exactly where I was. I was sitting on my lounge chair in the backyard. See, you don't even have to be hiking, which I do a lot of hiking now, but I could not do when my bladder was so inflamed. It hurt. I couldn't do those things. But what I did do was sit outside on a lounger. And I remember sitting there and meditating and imagining the sun soaking into my body and directing its D, its healing powers into my bladder. And I imagined it healed. And I I got up and I walked inside and I remember opening, opening the back French doors of my house. And I just remember thinking in that moment, like, it's okay. It's okay because I'm here right now. I'm present. I don't have to be healed I can just be healing. I can be in this moment. And if there's anywhere where you feel that presence of being, that presence of isness, <laughs> it's outdoors. And it's the perfect place to go to meditate. It's the perfect place to go and know that it doesn't have to all be solved tomorrow. But if you can find peace in this moment, that's going to be some of the best medicine that you can offer your body. Another self-care task that I definitely recommend is downloading a meditation app. I have a monkey mind, as they call it, so I'm still not to the point where I can meditate without it being guided. Um, I still need someone walking me along and holding me by the hand and reminding my brain to stay present. But there are some incredible apps. You can download them. You, some of them you have to pay for. Some of them, are they have free options um, before you have to pay for anything. I recommend the Headspace app, Calm, Shine, Simple Habit. I'll try and find some more and list them on the show notes, but you can easily download those and they will take you through. And you can even type in whatever it is that day that you want to focus on and they will guide you through it. I really recommend that. Yoga is another great way to ground yourself, to give yourself the care that you deserve. And just like I said for week one, it can be really hard to think that we deserve the time. But I believe that a lot of us get sick because we got this part wrong. And this is not to assume any guilt What's done is done, 
but to reverse the process to go from ill to well you need to consider yourself again friend it's not selfish because you were put on this earth for a reason i believe and i think you're going to be able to better meet that purpose if you're not in pain and i think that the best way to ultimately be ourselves in pain or not is to give ourselves the time to care for our emotional, our psychological, and our physical well-being. If you start respecting yourself, you're going to see that you're able to help others so much more. When I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and I give myself my, my time and I work out in the afternoon and I do these things to show myself that I care, I'm able to then pour that out to others. It's not selfish. What's selfish is keeping yourself from being able to share what you were put here to share. You can't do it if you are not full, if you are constantly on empty, if you're depressed and you're anxious and you can't get out of the rut that chronic illness can put you in. This is your fight back is to finally give yourself the attention that you deserve, okay? So if you don't pick all of those things, at least pick one. Start treating yourself well with exercise or your diet or with meditation and breathing and all of the things that I mentioned or just a few of them or one of them. Just do something. I want to encourage you to, if this feels overwhelming or if you feel like you would really like someone to walk alongside you as you're doing this, I want to remind you that I am still offering coaching to anyone who wants to go through this four-week program. The difference from doing it on your own to with me is that I will help you write your plan. I will be in touch with you daily. I will keep you accountable. I will always be available through texting. And we will have weekly sessions where we touch back on how you've been doing, what things have come up, and then we will plan for the next week on what you're going to do. So if you would like someone to walk alongside you as you go through this, or we can even alter the plan for whatever works for you specifically, click on the link below for the coaching options. I have many sessions available where we can simply talk through maybe one little issue you have going on or kind of talk about what what we might do in coaching or you can sign up for one of the two different coaching sessions that I offer and because I love you and you are a listener of the podcast I'm going to offer you 10% off of any coaching session so just when you sign up put podcast listener okay friends thank you for listening today I want you to know that my desire for you is to move out of illness and into wellness and I've lived it and I've researched it and I cannot live with myself if I'm not out here showing you and sharing with you the ways to do it. So please listen to me. Please give yourself the attention you deserve. You have too many beautiful things inside of yourself to let them die with your illness. Okay? 
Thanks for listening. Check out the coaching. Check out the links. Make sure you download your plan. Get started. And remember, friend, to continue to live your life chronically well. <laughs>